And we're back for episode 7 of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host, Kyle Bean, and in this episode, we're going to be breaking down the women's basketball number 22 win against Syracuse and the men's loss against number 7 Duke on Monday night. To start off with the women's game, 75-62 win over the 22nd-ranked Syracuse Orange in this week's AP poll. Stories of the game, Amor scores 11 points, the first 11 points of the game for the Hokies. She had 13 in the first quarter. The three-point shooting was absolutely astounding for the Hokies. They hit 5 of 7 in the first quarter, and then 3 of 7 in the second quarter. They had 8 threes at halftime at 8 of 14. Matilda X, she hit 3 threes in the first half. The Hokies led by 4 at the break. Tech nearly lost it in the third quarter with a scoreless 4 minutes, but Eck did snap the streak with another 3. And Amor finished out the game with eight straight points to end it. The Hokies come out on top by 13. Shooting splits for the game. Virginia Tech shot 42% from the field, 41% from three, and 69% from the free throw line. That was 26 of 62 shot attempts, 12 of 29 attempts from behind the arc and made 11 of 16 free throws. Syracuse, on the other hand, they shot 33% from the field, 22 of 66 attempts. They were 23% from three-point range. They only made five of their 22 shots from behind the arc, and they shot 77% from the free throw line, making 13 of their 17 tries. Top performers for Syracuse, you've got Deasha Fair, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block, and 2 steals. She was great for them, really solid defender, and really putting up the points when they needed her. Then you've got Georgia Woolley, 16 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals. Another solid defensive outing, 3 steals is a great number to come out with in a game. And Elena Rice, 14 points and six rebounds for her to round out all these Syracuse performers in double digits. For Virginia Tech, you've got Georgia Amore leading the crew with 29 points, four rebounds, three assists, and one steal. Matilda Eck, she had 14 points, four rebounds, and one steal. And Kayla King had 13 points, 4 rebounds, and a steal of her own as well. Really happy with Tech overall, although Kitley did really struggle in this one. She just couldn't hit her shots, which is very unusual for her. Usually that post fade is just butter. I'm not really concerned in the slightest, though, about it. If anything, I'm more impressed that with her having such a down game, that the team was able to rally and come up with that ranked win. She only had six points. Amor, she was absolutely incredible. It's simple as that. 29 points. She was three of seven from three-point range. 
made 10 of her 17 field goal attempts. She was just lights out. She played a little bit less than usual, which I would imagine was a precaution as she's been working her way back from that injury. Matilda Eck was fantastic once again, hitting those big threes in a timely fashion. She just keeps doing it. We're so glad to have her as a transfer and just performing at the level she is amongst such a stacked group. It's been really great to watch. And then Olivia Samuel. Once again, she was a dog on the board. She had 12, three on the offensive end, started once again. She's really found her spot, and we are so glad. Samuel's been playing fantastic. She didn't score as much against Syracuse as she has been, but she's one of those intangibles players. I mean, she's very tangible when it comes to the boards, but... She's just been a great teammate, a good defender, moves the ball around really well, and when she gets it going, she does really get it going. She's been fantastic this year as that grad transfer. Now looking at the men's game against Duke from Monday night, an absolute heartbreaker for them. They had all the momentum coming into this one with three straight wins, but they couldn't come out on top. They finished 77-67 to with that home loss against the number 7 Duke Blue Devils. Tech started off pretty well in comparison to Duke. They did get up five points around that 15-minute mark in the game. Following that, they had a really tough five-minute drought where they couldn't get any points. They did miss four threes, two jumpers, and they had a turnover during that. And on the other side, Duke was able to score 12 points and took a pretty solid eight-point lead during that time. Both teams followed up with a few buckets to each side, and then Tech had a little eight-point run just under three minutes to get right back into the game. Just a three-point deficit, looking fantastic, just a few seconds from halftime, and then, boom, Jeremy Roach hits that buzzer-beater three and just kills all the momentum. Duke goes into the locker room up six. Now, for the Tech fans, you're still pretty happy at this point. I mean, when you're playing a top-10 team and you're only down six at the half, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Would like to have the lead, would like to have that three back from Roach, but you still can't complain too, too much. At this point, you just kind of have to hope that you can come out of the locker room really hot and just run the score up a little bit, you know, get it tied, maybe get a, a short two, four-point lead. Second half started pretty even, but Tech just couldn't hit the shots to catch back up. They really struggled all over the court this game. Just the shooting wasn't there, unfortunately. They really did have a great opportunity to take down Duke. Uh, Duke wasn't playing quite as well as we know that they can, and Virginia Tech was in striking distance for almost the whole entire game. They did only score five points, in the six minutes following a Duke timeout at nine minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the second half. And at that point, you kind of knew it was over. 
they just couldn't get that bucket and they couldn't get back into the game. Shooting splits, the Hokies shot 45% from the field. They were 26 of 58 attempts, 27% from three-point range. This one absolutely killed them. They only hit six of their 22 shot attempts from behind the arc. They just couldn't get it to go, and it was tough to watch. I think one of the reasons that a lot of those threes were just so hard to knock down was the quality of the shots. Virginia Tech was still moving the ball fairly well, but not quite as well as they had been recently, and there weren't as many high-quality looks from three. There was a lot of rushed looks early in the shot clock where the team just felt like they really needed a couple buckets to get back in it. They weren't down that far, though, was the thing. So it was kind of that rush to get back into the game, whereas they were only really down six, seven, eight points for most of it. Slowing down and getting a nice quality layup or a good look in the post might have done them a little bit better than taking some of those rushed threes that we saw on Monday night. 75% from the free throw line, they made 9 of 12. Duke, on the other hand, they shot 55% from the field. They made 31 of their 56 attempts. They shot 53% from behind the arc. Made 9 of 17. And then they shot 60% from the field. They made 6 of 10. Duke's top performers, you've got Jeremy Roach, 16 points, 4 assists. He was 4 of 5 from 3-point range. Absolutely lights out on Monday night. You had Kyle Filipowski. You knew he was going to be up there. He's one of their studs, the 7-foot center. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal. I think we would have seen a lot more from him, but he did get into foul trouble during that second half. He had four fouls for the last few minutes of the game, so they did take him out for a little bit. Tyrese Proctor, he had 12 points, three rebounds, five assists. He made two of three from behind the arc as well for 66%. And then Ryan Young, their other big. 10 points, 5 rebounds, and a block. He also got into foul trouble during that second half. Uh, Tech was really drawing fouls well in the paint, particularly after halftime, but they just couldn't make enough shots, especially behind the arc, to really make up that lost time. Virginia Tech's performers, on the other hand, you had MJ Collins. He led the team with 17 points, 3 of 6 from 3-point range, he continues his little heater that he's been on recently. MJ Collins' offense has really taken a step up in the last couple weeks. We know what he's capable of, but he seemed to just be struggling on that end of the floor for most of the season. He did have one or two breakout games earlier in the year, but the last couple weeks he's been phenomenal. Hunter Couture had 15 points, one steal. He was 2 of 4 from 3-point, so him and MJ were really carrying the 3-point shooting. They made 5 of Tech's 6 3-point makes. Uh, you had Padula with 12 
points. He had six assists and a steal as well. And Lynn Kidd with 12 points, four rebounds, and one block. Uh, some notes for the games. Uh, the Hokies just couldn't hit the shots. It was really simple as that. The threes killed Tech. They're usually a pretty good three-point shooting team, but today just wasn't their day. You you just can't beat a top 10 team if you're taking 22 three-point shots and you're only making 27 of 27% of them. Really rough night, especially from Padula shooting. He was 0 of 6 from deep. And then Barron also was 1 of 5 from deep. When you're playing a really tough opponent, you kind of have to look at the game like it it just is what it is. Uh, you'd like to have it back. You'd love to get that top 10 win at home and really boost your stats as a team, boost that confidence as well. But that's just not the hand that the Hokies drew in this one. Rebounding. This was really, really rough for the Hokies. I mean, granted, you're playing Filipowski, you're playing Ryan Young. This is a really, really good Duke team, but they lost the rebounding battle 38-20. to That's absolutely horrific. You know, those 18 extra rebounds, they led to 15 second-chance points for Duke, and that just makes a huge difference in the game. Those 15 points, if you can get all of those back, Tech wins the game. If you get most of them back, they're right in it. You're looking at one, two points. Who knows what happens there? Uh, one positive, though, turnovers. The Hokies did a fantastic job at limiting them, which is shocking considering they're playing probably the best team they faced all year. They had the least turnovers, but they only had four. One of their best of the year, and then they forced 14 for Duke as well, so they forced quite a few and didn't give up very many the only issue with that though is their 14 turnovers that they forced on Duke only led to 11 points for the Hokies meanwhile the four turnovers that Duke forced led to seven points so that's a four point difference and a 10 turnover difference so Duke did a much better at converting their turnovers into points then Virginia Tech did. That's another area where if they would have improved on that just a little bit Monday night, that they could have really taken this game. It was really close. They were in it for most of the game, but they just couldn't come out on top. One of my buddies, Zach Osman, asked Coach Mike Young about what Tech could have done a little bit better to score some more points off of those turnovers and coach says they just need to get the ball up and moving a little bit quicker get it up ahead of the defense try and get those three on two two on one situations where they're more likely to get a quality shot attempt and get one in so tech looking to push the pace a little bit more in the future off of those turnovers and just pass the ball ahead to the open man so after this loss to Duke, the Hokies sit at 13 and 8 overall. They're 5 and 5 in the ACC. The 10-point loss to Duke snaps the Hokies' three-game winning streak. They're now 10 and 2 at home. They'll look to bounce back against Miami on Saturday down in Florida. We'll be back later this week to go over 
the women's game against UVA on Thursday, the men's game against Miami on Saturday, and then the women are playing number 24 UNC on Sunday. So until then, have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you back here on Thursday.